Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week on The Pinball Show, we chat the latest pinball news with Silver Ball Chronicles' David Dennis. Top stories with Craig Bobby becomes way too real. We've got some Stern Pinball production updates, details on a recent John Borg interview, analysis of Stern Pinball's new chief technology officer hire, James Bond getting some major upcoming polish, our impressions of the Scooby-Doo Pinball gameplay video, we go over the Pinball Awards and some behind-the-scenes details, as well as chat about Scott Denisi's upcoming P3 game, and of course, David Dennis is here, so he defiles the award-winning Pinball Podcast segment, the beloved Pinball Market Trends. Ugh. Let's have some fun in episode 122. That would be episode 189 in Canadian currency. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's Pinball with personality. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pinball Show. All these bitches do say I'm delicious. I wonder if that's a good descriptor for myself or for the Pinball Show. Episode 122, and baby, we got more glass. Woo, tapping some glass. We've got the Pinball Awards that we are awarded the best podcast. So, to celebrate... Did I bring on Dennis Creasel? Hell, no, I didn't. I thought, <laughs> why not bring on number two? And <laughs> number, two, number two is the runner-up for the Best Pinball Podcast. He's the host of Everything You Love and Silver Bowl Chronicles with Ron Hallett. It's none other than Dave Dennis. How's it going, Dave? I'm doing fantastic. You've got backup Dennis this week, so... <laughs> When you can't get the real one, you go with the one that's slightly chubbier. <laughs> and it only makes sense nice. because last year around this time, I think after the award ceremony, you did come on to do a recap with Dennis. So I thought, yeah, this would be great if uh, Double D is willing to come on and hang out uh, hang out with me. It was Dennis versus Dennis. I'm kind of sad that you didn't show your ass at the Pinball Awards that occurred last week. Because yes, I wanted to or... attend. Heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. But I did watch online and I was there in spirit, although much more sober oh. than some of the folk in the room <laughs> that were night. Spirited, but huh? uh, I certainly wasn't, no. But I'll tell you what, I certainly missed out on that. My wife was traveling. She went to Dallas this week. Oh, nice. And the previous week I was in Toronto for work. So it just, it was just a, an absolute mess to get any uh, sure. time away more so than we could. And man, my January has been a train wreck. You guys have to shovel tunnels right now to get out of your driveways and stuff, right? It is it is crazy here. This is I think the coldest I have ever experienced on the East Coast in in my area. It's oh. it's been minus 28 Celsius, which like, I think is like 20 minus 26 Fahrenheit. So when Celsius oh. and Fahrenheit <laughs> when like come into line, 
It is like insane. That shit is cold. But the worst part is we've had like this wind chill, right? So I don't know if you guys get that in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. But, wind chill is but, a lot lower, feels like kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels like colder. But the thing is, here we are so close to the ocean on in the upper sort of Midwest or Mid East, Mid East in the uh, East, Northeast. Yeah. Okay. In the, <laughs> The Canadian Fucking Middle East. Balloons and stuff. Yeah, spy balloons. Yeah, I get you. Totally. So it gets so uh, so much like water in the air that it gets really cold when the wind chill takes off. So it felt like minus 43 Celsius. Hey, which Eric Stone, I think last time you came on this show, you bored people with uh, with weather too, didn't you? The hell? I, I think I probably did. I think <sighs> I probably, now that I think about it, I'm pretty I sure did. I did. Because I shook my head to that. You got, you Was got, it something about a snowblower? Wasn't you got there crackers like a snow- are eating too in the microphone? Shit. Yeah, yeah, it was, they were, they were, they were saltines, so then I had to get, I had to take a drink of water after. Starting to think Joel might be right. Yeah, Joel, Joel. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'll edit edit my laugh out, you're fucking making me laugh. (laughs) Oh, that was great. You know what, you were talking about how cold it was, boring everybody. Uh, How about this? Like, is this a regional saying, uh, my, my, uh, my mother used to say cold it's as cold as a witch's titty now is that something that you've heard before is that like a, a midwestern southern thing what, so, what is it? so do you do you measure the the cold by the length <laughs> by the teat i don't know it's as cold as a witch's titty and i thought you know witches witches have cold i don't know i just didn't cold know if hearts that a, maybe that's no I, we don't say that here you don't. We don't. We don't <laughs> we say get that. Canceled here. around these parts if you say no. something cold as a witch's titty. Okay, maybe I don't wow. know. Maybe that's a thing. Oh, I got to say though, Dave, that uh, you had the entire room of the pinball awards after the ceremony because um, you have been integral into in, integral. In, how do you say that word? Integral. That's that. That is that is five word score for somebody from Indiana. So I'll Inter- give you that one. Integral. That's like a. It's like a Travis Muir saying tour. Integral. No, but we we at the pinball awards we we had a great ceremony. We'll talk about that later on. But at the conclusion of it, you have been integ- integral in the in the production of the pinball awards, whether you were there or not, you helped, you've helped do social media. You've helped secure voting. You've helped uh, create all of the voting measures. You've helped uh, tell people a little bit about uh, all you have done, not only for TPM, but the pinball awards. Uh, Yeah. I I thank you for that. Um, That's maybe a little more, you know, credit that I probably deserve. That's not but true. You're being humble. It's, it's you've done a I spent, crap load. So, so like I, I like write a lot of the rules and bylaws yeah, in, right, yeah. in the ways, the methodologies of we do things. So this year we went through a big change with the pinball awards, uh, not only just a name change, but we also changed the methodology of how we count it. Um, so I kind of got to write that in a way that people will understand. Um, recruiting judges is really tough. So one thing that we struggle with in pinball in general is ethnic diversity, gender diversity, because we're a very like 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're like a stereotype when it comes to to the hobby, and and you can speak to the socioeconomics of, you know, the pinball hobby and you know North Americans and Americans in general as to why we mm-hmm. look the way we look in this hobby. But that's another story. So what we do is we we actively try to manage that, and the new methodology helps us with that. So we're always reaching out to individuals that we want to be a judge to help spread the judging pool to help spread. You, you know, the the ethnic and gender diversity, all of that stuff. But it's really difficult. So I mm-hmm. work with a lot of that stuff. Uh, creating the ballot in SurveyMonkey as well as double-checking things, like triple-checking things. Yeah. So Amanda Amanda was huge this year when it came to crunching the numbers of the ballots and helping us look through the people who requested ballots, both the public and the judging side. So then we spend a lot of time, you know, confirming IP addresses and reaching out to those individuals and, and asking for extra information if we wanted to confirm who they were. So I do a lot of that stuff. So it's like all the numbers and behind the scenes. And then all the important you stuff, and yeah. Greg, George killed it. All you guys sort of do the other end. Man, we get, right, all, the, which is, we get all the good stuff. All the, the <laughs> Yeah, but you also get all the bad stuff. Oh, too. Lord knows that. Yes. So the arrows don't make it through you because people Think. can't see the puppet master being myself and Dennis Creasel. I know. I'll take them though. I'll take them just like that big old Chinese spy balloon. I'm big That's right. and I cover a lot of area. But when the missiles come, baby, <laughs> it's me that gets hit. Hopefully one day they'll get like satellites like like the rest of the world. <laughs> so the reason I brought that up is at the at the conclusion of the pinball awards, we're all elated. We nailed this thing for the most part, a couple of hiccups here and there, uh, but we nailed it. It was wonderful and we felt great about it, so it was time to party. We I, did we call you or did you call? Uh, how did that work? So what happened? So I was um, I watched from home. Uh, my wife and I we watched we we Chromecast it from YouTube onto oh, my wow. TV and we were watching it. And I was I, I it went so much better than I expected. It it legitimate like when we what said how's that supposed to be? <laughs> well, you said you're going to go live, right? But it's so hard to to do things live when uh, you had such good pre-production before and production of okay. an actual video, you can control everything. I didn't expect the transitions. I didn't expect the video clips. Oh, I, uh, I didn't expect multiple cameras. Oh. Okay. I, I did expect more lights, though. I was a bit disappointed in the amount of lights that George mm. Fisher brought. I, see. I, I right. thought there could be more. I had to but... supply some. That's okay. Okay. Well, so. He was just audio, so that was on me. Yeah. I, I thought it was, uh, I, I thought I was, I was shocked at how well did a you live ca- production Did you call went. in? I did. So what I did is after the show, I was like, I had to call everybody and tell them how like a great job they were. So I called like Amanda on video and she didn't answer. And then I called, you know, you and you didn't answer. And I'm pretty sure I called Greg, which is like the lowest of the, of the totem pole. Yeah, that's that's surprising. Yeah. And then, and and then I called Joel because I figured Joel's got nothing better to do than answer the phone. He was just waiting. And, and he didn't answer either. So I said, well, you know, screw you guys. I'm, I'm going to bed because it, because I'm two hours difference than you guys. Yeah. So it was, it was late, late then. It yeah. was late. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to bed. So I went upstairs and I was brushing my teeth and I took my, took my, you know, my Who shirt cares? off. Fuck, what I was details? in my, I was in my Iron Man undies. Brushing my teeth. What, what kind of toothpaste you use there, Chris? Or you uh, use, use Sensodyne, obviously. Because I, I got, go I got sensitive teeth. I go Pronamel. Maybe it is a Sensodyne product. Keep going. It is. Pronamel is the one that creates the better enamel. See, there you go. 
I drink too many yeah, Pepsis. See, not a sponsor of the show. A witch's titty. So it's cold as, witches, as a witch's, witch's titty. breast. Okay, go ahead. So what I did is 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 I just put my phone on the on the counter of the of the of the bathroom and then it rang and I was like oh Joel is calling me so I answered it but I didn't realize <laughs> he answered it on he was calling on video <laughs> so when I was talking on the phone holding it up to my head it was really loud and mm. I'm like what the hell and then I looked at the phone <laughs> and he was looking at me and you were all standing in the background <laughs> And you were naked. And I was, no, I had my Iron Man undies on. We didn't see that. We just saw yes. you naked. Well, that's because because uh, after about two seconds, I was like, <laughs> oh, oh my God. Right? <laughs> so then I moved the camera so you could only see my like like nips up. You're, you're holding your just bosoms. Just above the nips. Because like, uh. you got to pay more for that over on uh, <laughs> Silverball Chronicles Patreon if you want to see the, the nips. So I was like, oh my God, this is, uh, and then I was like, oh God. And then I panicked and I didn't know what to do. You had a whole And then crowd. he's like, are you, are you, are you naked? <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh no. Well, I mean, I, just, I am. Yeah, you all know, you're I like, know shit, I can't, what am I supposed to do now? What yeah. am I supposed to do now? Right now I'm, I'm, I've already dug the hole. Oh man. That was great. But it was like, I didn't, I didn't, ex I didn't think it was video. And then it was, and I was like, oh, sh oh no. I like that you like kind of uh, puffed your chest up and raised your chin and yeah. ha had a Superman stance the rest of the call. <laughs> I did. And I put one leg up on a chair. <laughs> great job, team. Good oh. job, everybody. I was pleasantly uh. surprised at everybody <laughs> except for Joel. Uh, do you think your co-host Ron Hallett watched the show at all? I think he did because I got some messages with some of his favorite quotes from the show. Oh, the our announcer lady gave him a call out when it came to It was a podcast and it was like the, sh oh, the yeah, one without the, Bruce Nightingale. I know, I heard their last slam tilt and he he was not uh not happy about that call out. Don't blame <laughs> me, blame the paid voiceover actor lady. Not that I wrote all of her stuff, but yeah, sorry Bruce. Stars made it into the Pinball Machine Hall of Fame. He had to have loved that. Oh my. Oh, did they ever? The official uh, pinball machine of Slam Tilt Podcast. Yeah, so, you know. Did you know what the official song of the Slam Tilt Podcast is? I don't know. So they have official pinball machine, but they also have an official song. I heard song. them talk about that, but I don't. It's the Pina Colada song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if was... you like Pina Colada. Yeah, I didn't know if that was like a really dry Canadian joke. Like, what? Yeah, well. Okay. Well. They don't all land. They don't all land. Yeah. Did you not see my Everybody performance at the pinball There's somewhere awards? In, somewhere of the like 4,000 people that are listening, somebody crashed their car. They were laughing. So well, hard. and you'll get that too because the Dennis Creasel does that on the regular here on the pinball show with all his movie references. And him and George were talking about how hilarious it is that everything flies over my head. That's okay though. Got to have a heel. Guts to have a heel. Well, I'm glad you're here, Dave. I'm glad the Pinball Awards is over, believe me. Uh, and uh, we've got a lot of news this week. So we need to jump into it with none other than our favorite person in the world. Somebody that's been really busy doing podcasts and, and video streams and stuff lately. It's the one, it's the only, it's the award-winning top stories with Craig Bobby. Hello and welcome back to the Pinball Show's Top Stories. I'm Craig Bobby. 
so much going on in the pinball world this week, starting with the broadcasting of the annual Pinball Awards this past Saturday night, and hosted with our own Zach Many and the always charismatic Greg Bone. The show was extremely well done, with special guest appearances, incredible video introductions and transitions, tons of giveaways, and of course, the Crystal Awards themselves, with the Pinball Show in Stern Pinball winning, well... Pretty much everything, proving once again that Rush is the greatest game ever created, and that Craig Bobby, I mean, <laughs> what can you say about this crazy gentleman? Wait, hold up, Dave, I'm pausing that. What is Craig talking about? I mean, Rush won, Rush did well. Rush did kind of clean up, but they didn't, he didn't, like, Rush didn't win everything. I am the resident Canadian, and I seem to recall that, yes, Rush did actually win everything. No, it didn't. <laughs> See, it did win everything. I, I, I'm with Dave. I it wait a minute. Uh, My notes say Craig, everything. Craig, is that you? <laughs> this isn't a recording, ladies and gentlemen. The one, the only, coming to join the show is is the man himself, Mister Top Stories Award-winning Craig Bobby. Dude, <laughs> I thought uh, nicely done. You you fooled me. Hello. Well, I, I, I am everywhere. How he could have done that? He's been on video. How did he fool you? It's a fucking bit, Dave. It's a bit. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a, oh, jeez, I'm so bad at this. God, I'm everywhere. I'm under your desk right now. <laughs> Why do you have your shirt on? <laughs> you thought that tickling was the dog. No. <laughs> Craig, it was my desk. Now I don't even have a desk. Craig morphed. Wow. Craig, Bobby, what's happening? It's good to have you here. Uh, oh, it's... Great to be on. Great to be on. Well, oh. we thought we needed a little more Canada in with the pinball show. You can never Yay. have enough, right, Dave? Absolutely. Absolutely. We are filled with all the wit, charm, and maple that you can cram into your pants. <laughs> exactly. God, now, right now, I'm just thinking of like making it rain, maple syrup, drizzle mm. all over <laughs> witches' titties. You Man. have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. How did we win an award, Craig? What is going on? I have no clue. I mean, what a fluke that was, honestly. I think it's time to also <laughs> recognize that, yes, Craig Bobby was not at the uh, pin barn. No, I'm sorry, the, the flipping out theater. That's a th thank you. And he is very much an integral thank part of you. this podcast. Yeah, I see how that is, yeah. And so much so that I do have to publicly uh, the, speak on behalf of Dennis, I think, unless he corrects me next week. Uh, we couldn't have done it without Craig Bobby and Craig's top story. So much so that I've had several people, one within the last month, they were sending me hate mail. It was the nastiest email, uh, nastiest message uh, from Messenger that I've ever received as a human being. Just atrocious, disgusting, and despicable. But they did highlight in that rant that uh, the only thing good about the pinball show, as you already know, is Craig Bobby and his top stories and Dennis Creasel. You're a piece of shit, Zach. So, and I agree that with That took him. me a long time to edit that uh, that letter to you, by the way. <laughs> that took me a long time. <laughs> so. I gotta point out, though, that, that, that Craig did that entire intro thing in one go. Yes! <laughs> He didn't like. He didn't. He didn't frig around with that man. That was one go, and I'm like, I'm like, geez, if that were Ron and I, that would have taken friggin' four hours worth of editing. Well, I am, I am the first graduate of the Mark Silk Voice Acting College. Oh, um, you know, so that thank you, sexy. Mark Silk. <laughs> well, the pinball show, you know, we represent, we represent gold here. We weave gold, <laughs> and we couldn't do it without you, Craig. Congratulations oh, well, on thanks. the award, and thank you again for everything that you provide 
to this pinball community. You're too kind, and thank you to everybody for voting us too. You know, like we, uh, as I say to everybody, you guys, uh, you know, have been so good to me to allow uh, me to sort of roll roll with with I, what I want to do, and you give me lots of creative uh, freedom to to do it. And but honestly, I, I we couldn't do uh, what we do without you and Dennis. And uh, you know, you guys are obviously the backbone of the show, and. Um, you know, I, I guess that's why people keep tuning in. That's why around. you're the front bone. <laughs> that's right. It's going to be a backbone. you got the front bone. I think it's the more preferred <laughs> bone, if you ask me. Uh, well, I'm just glad that you didn't open up with 15 minutes worth of putting people to sleep with Canadian weather. So I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> you got anything you're nibbling on there, too, Craig? No? You good? <laughs> it's cold. It is cold. I'm done. <laughs> I've, got all my, I've ate all my food. I was so excited. Oh, uh, What do you guys say we jump into some news for these people? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, James Bond 007 60th anniversary by Keith Elwin and Stern Pinball should begin shipping this week. That's huge news. That's big news. Big. Big, big, big news. That The turnaround to start that was much quicker from announcement to actual, like, manufacture yeah. and deliver than the last one. I feel like it's taken them longer to get to this stage than it did for them to make the original Dr. No. That's... <laughs> That's kind of how long I think it's taken right uh, now. Uh, I, th I find it somewhat <laughs> odd that we haven't seen any video of this yet. We haven't seen a stream of it. It's not news to anybody how weird this has all been. Hashtag you know, that, that being said, I am super excited for this pin. Super excited for this pin. I am exclusively um, excited. You... <laughs> Dave, how come have you have you been talking with Zach about how much he's going to sell you his 60th for? Yeah, so um, I, I have had some back and forth, but mm. I have not been able to whittle him down to free. I think we have, <laughs> I think we have two left. Mm. I'm the master manipulator well, that means here it's in a huge pinball, failure. So, yeah, I'll have you mortgage your house again. It's all oh in my, my voice. For oh, that yeah. price, every penny. for that price, honest to God. So in the States, it's 20 grand, which is a lot of money. You get that to Canada, you got to convert that into Canadian dollars. So that's an extra 30%. Okay, so you add 30% extra based on currency alone. Then you got to pay the um, harmonized sales tax of the province of which you live. A harmonized so, sales tax. So we have a, a, a harmonized sales tax or an HST on pretty much everything except for like that? food. That is another 15. Oh, it's a harmonized sales tax. I gave you guys the options. Let's see it. Let's do it together. 15 15% That's <laughs> yeah, harmonized. You see what we did there, Dave? That was nice. Keep going. Very well, very well. So then you add another 15% for your HST. Now, if you live in Alberta, which is basically Canada's Texas, sort of like how Ontario <laughs> is Canada's Michigan. Okay. And New Brunswick We're better is looking, Canada's though. Maine. All right. They only have, I think it's 7% of their GST. God. So, so if you live in Alberta, it gets a little bit better. But anywho, it's very convenient. In a nutshell, know that if you're... I were to buy that, it's it's thirty yeah. grand Canadian, and for thirty grand Canadian, I can buy a nineteen eighty seven BMW like one <laughs> Studebaker. I can buy a nineteen eighty seven BMW three twenty five i Cabriolet. Whoa. For like thirty three thousand dollars. Aren't those the funky so, ones that yeah. have the? The roof that comes off and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh. They call it a convertible where you're from. Yeah. Want the damn want the roofs to come off of it? Yeah. No yeah. roll bar in this baby. Oh you my. get your head crushed. 
We're just getting a new shipment of 19, late 1980s model BMWs up in Canada these days. Oh, shit, you know, the like, supply uh, chain's been brutal up here, so uh, this is what we're down to now. Jeez. So we got Bond 60th <laughs> coming your way. In a nutshell, uh, they're expensive. Uh, you could have went with that, Dave, um, up in Canada, and uh, they're expensive down here as well. I'm ready to get my, my flippers on and open up one of those bad boys. I haven't opened up my regular, uh, I'm going to call it the, the Gomez LE, yet because i've i've been wanting to open the elwin ellie so i've had a i've actually passed on on the gomez le i was shocked that i got the call from my distro and uh, i think some distros here still have them in stock if you wanted to call it wow it's so pretty it is and trust me if if the price were the same as a godzilla it'd be in my house right now Mm. i got the pass from the spouse. I got the spouse pass. And then when the price came out, I still have a spouse pass. <laughs> okay. I still have a spouse pass. Or was your I spouse know, just... I know I'm going to have to cash out. in my points from elsewhere. God, don't and, give and us a conversion rate on those, those points. points and frequent flyer miles and... Yeah. Once once you screw up, you lose all your points. I'm so hoping to... I got to have those points. I'm hoping to open this thing up this week as well as the rest of the country. Canada usually has to wait a little bit longer. Australia... By the summer, they should have it. Sorry, guys. Uh, and then also production-wise in Stern Pinball News, right now on the production line, I think they're finishing off some uh, James Bond Pro and Premiums. Bond 60th on the line this week because they're going to be shipping this week as well. What, what's going to happen after that? We're in February. Production-wise, we are going to, despite all the sloppy speculation out there, Elvira Premium is still on schedule to begin production this month. Likely, though, towards the end of the month. So we get a couple more weeks. But uh, there was something that came up, and George Gomez was talking on the Marco stream, and people were like, he said indefinitely it was going to be delayed. No, he didn't say that. Uh, And then we got confirmation from Stern that, no, it's still indeed uh, scheduled for this month alongside Godzilla Premium production, likely to start next week into the following. So Godzilla Premium, likely to come before the Elvira Premium, but both Godzilla Premium and Elvira Premium in the production rounds for February. Now, have I heard Have I heard that the Bond Pro has been bumped to June, the next oh, one? Who in the hell are your sources? What, what is going on? You're getting sources now. That's Craig's job. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, Stick your lane there, Dennis. <laughs> the report is, yes, that the Bond Pro production that was planned for June is being bumped. Back to the end of the year. Yeah. And now keep in mind, listener, that the Bond Pro is also being made again still in April. So we're still going to get an April run of the Pro and Premium Bond. But yeah, it was scheduled for a June run for the Pro that has been bumped to the end of the year and being replaced by none other than, thank you, God Stern, Godzilla Premium. Another additional run of Godzilla Premium. Yes. That is something else. That is something else. And we still won't have our back orders filled. <laughs> Think about how many they must have down there, how many orders they must have for that machine down there. A lot. Jeez. A they lot. can fill an arc. <laughs> well, if you're talking about, yeah, d- bumping back one of your newest, your newest game in order to fulfill, you know, a game that's three titles before that. So that's your, that's your production update from Stern Pinball. And uh, wait and see when it comes to toppers and everything else. Oh, right, let's see. Does this episode get that juicy nugget? Mm, mm-hmm. Maybe. Oh. Well, maybe pinball market trends. we got to wait and see there. Okay. 
We're going to wait and see. Oh, we did. Didn't have to wait very long to hear a very nice interview with John Borg this last week on the free play pinball podcast with Amanda Hamilton and Craig Bobby. Jeez. You're everywhere. You were, uh, you had to give up a liver and an arm to get on that podcast. I had to push to the front of the line on that one. But you and Borgie had nice chemistry there. Oh, he's such a nice guy. This was a stellar interview. Oh, thanks. He's such an easygoing guy. And, uh, and Amanda, of course, is such a such a gracious host, and and uh, you know it was it was so much fun to talk with him, and just to hear his mindset and, and in terms of how he created that game. He's such a huge fan of Rush, as you guys uh, mm-hmm. uh, probably knew already. So uh, yeah, what a treat it was to pick his brain a little bit, and uh, he said a few little things there too. Yeah, some some gold nuggets there. You guys dove down deep into just his designing mindset as well as. Uh, some of the design elements and choices and behind the scenes stuff for the design and production of Rush Pinball by Stern Pinball. For instance, he said like originally on the design of Rush to the far left, uh, there was another scoop to the far left on Rush where the drop targets are. So where the drop targets are now in that little physical ball lock, there was a another scoop there. And the entrance to that, or like there was a subway entrance where the Vuck shot is now. On the Pro, it's that dead-end shot, I believe. On the Premium, it's that Vuck shot that hops it up on a wire form that comes back to the flipper. But imagine there being a hole there, uh, a little gobbly. And I know, Dennis, it's not a fucking gobble hole, but it's a, it's a hole and gobble's a funny word. So it drops down in there, goes through a subway, and then uh, and you know jumps out of the additional scoop over onto yes. the left. So very... I'll tell you. I'll tell you. He likes that When it comes design. to these interviews, Zach, like you listen to these interviews and there's always times, and I listen to a lot of these things because I've got nothing better to do. And like you hear these things, you're like, oh man, that would have been so good if they left that in. Or, oh, I can't believe they took that mech out or mm-hmm. changed that mech. When I listen to this, I'm like, you know what? He made the right call. I think so. I agree. I think, I think yeah. these things actually don't improve the gameplay. It's interesting to know that it happened. But it, it, I don't, I, I don't think it was what he has, uh, and what that team has put together. I think is is much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because but it's cool I don't hear it. I do not think that because if they did do that, Dave, I think that the pro would still have that dead end shot. I don't think we would have had a subway mm-hmm. on that pro. Uh, you would have had a dead end shot there, and then you'd still have maybe your scoop from the left, but it would be an idle, you know, station scoop. So you'd hit it in there, and it'd come back out rather than being a vuck scoop shot from a subway. So I completely agree with you and i like on the premium le of rush that lock feature with the forks back there i think it's really clever anytime something is behind a set of a uh, bank of drop targets i'm a huge fan of that so everybody loves physical captive balls yeah yeah he also said during this interview with cb and and hammy that he is currently working on that's john borg currently working on his next two games simultaneously how the hell does that even work isn't Simu- that interesting yeah, yeah he's a veteran they, he can he can juggle uh, plenty of pinballs, but yeah. they have a they have a serious glut at the moment, right? If you think about all of the games that they're working on or had been working on or play fields and things like they're you know they're a good two years stacked up now, so it's interesting yeah. to hear that. I remember listening to Keith Elwin when Jurassic Park came out, and he was and he said during I think the stream with Jack Danger. That he has the next Whitewood completed during that stream, which yeah. was which would to be uh, Avengers, right? And he's working on the next one, which was Godzilla. Mm-hmm. He didn't say the names, but that's what he said at that time. 
And that was like three years ago. Yeah, and he had, he's always he's had nothing since Godzilla. So he must be like three deep. He's yeah, he's got to be. And and, and sounds now like you got Borg, Borg who yeah. says he's too deep. Borg is I've heard from behind the scenes Borg is very efficient at design elements. And we've seen that with some of his designs. Um they have very similar features, right? He he very much has a a style in pinball yeah, it's a now, fingerprint. especially at Stern Pinball. Uh even Rush, Rush felt similar akin to a Turtles or an X-Men. Right? We've seen that We've seen him do things like Guardians of the Galaxy that somewhat looks familiar to an Iron Man and a Metallica and a Aerosmith and a Kiss. I'll stop. Uh, so he has a style. But working on the next two games simultaneously, it's pretty impressive. Now, I did know that him and Keith Elwin flopped titles. He was working on Iron Maiden, I thought, and Keith Elwin was working on Guardians of the Galaxy. And then for whatever reason, those swapped because he talked about the uh, the Groot head. That was going to be uh, the Eddie, big Eddie head uh, from the Iron Maiden uh, license. I thought that was interesting too. Just thinking that wasn't always going to be a Groot head. That was going to be Eddie. I think that would have worked as well. Can you imagine what the sales of Iron Maiden would have been if mm-hmm. that was Guardians of the Galaxy? Mm. Mm. I love Guardians. Oh. <laughs> Oh, this got this got really, really weird. <laughs> Man, that would have been good. I, I look, I they're both good designs. They're both good layouts. So at the end of the day, I'm not angry, but that would have been an interesting layout for Guardians. And so, so the reason the reason I bring that up is is I'm at like a slightly above pinball muggle player. Like I would say I'm a maybe average player. Okay, and. And You're a I tournament player get, though, so you can say whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm not very good at the tournament play. I'm I mostly finish well because I show up. <laughs> um, the uh, it's really the current Guardians of the Galaxy is those shots are of those ramps are really tight. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of dangerous sort of shots in there if you try to get the flow going. Mm-hmm. When I play Iron Maiden, I feel like a god because mm, I can yeah. keep the ball going. And that would be why I brought up the fact that, oh, man, if that was, you know, because I would have an Iron Maiden. It just isn't for my household. It, you know, it's a bit, you know, zombies and stuff in my living room with my wingback chairs and my scotch. Cognac. With my, with my black lab sitting in front of my stove. <laughs> Your hairy not chest. Really, yeah, not really for me. I don't know. I will say that I think that Stern made the right decision. I don't know why they made this decision, but ultimately I think it was the right one because if you ask me, coming out of the gate with Keith Elwin, you're going to get sales no matter what that theme is. So why not lump it with Iron Maiden, which in my opinion is a lesser than uh, license when compared to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Did you hear I that, hate saying that. I hate saying that. I know. Dennis Creasel out there is rolling his eyes right now. You guys are too easy on him. So that was a good interview. Go listen to it on demand at the Pinball Network. It's the free play pinball podcast. Nicely done, Craig Bobby. Well, what do you know? A recent pinball talk show episode of Flipping Out with Friends featuring Joel Lingleberth and Mr. Craig Bobby, as well as Frisco <laughs> Pinball's Hottie and the Pinballers Mike. They covered last week's big news items in pinball. So go watch that video on demand at Flipping Out Pinball. They uh, included discussion on the Pinball Awards, which we'll talk about, as well as a new Stern Pinball hire. That is Erica Fromm. 
designated as Stern Pinball's Chief Technology Officer, CTO, coming from, I think, 01 or 01 Insights. That company worked closely with Stern Pinball in the development of Stern Pinball's Insider Connected platform. Ms. Fromm also served as Director of Systems Development at WMS Gaming in the past. So she, uh, she is a Wiley veteran. You guys discussed on that show a lot of implications this may lead to, um, what we may see in the future. Stern Pinball going all in on Insider Connected, this being further evidence, as well as what you also discussed in this show, Stern holding another new patent that they filed two years ago, but uh, recently confirmed in discussion regarding connectivity, patents on connectivity and Stern Pinball being able to maybe some gameplay features in connectivity and what that may lead. Now, Craig, I know you're well-versed in Stern Pinball stuff. You were the correspondent for the pinball show directly to cover Stern Pinball in the past, so you keep up with them very well. What do you see in the future when it comes to these additions? we got the new CEO that comes from Disney. Mm -hmm. DLC, are we going to see DLC? We've got Ms. Fromm being added that helped create the whole insider connected platform. Mm -hmm. What uh, mm -hmm. What's going on here? Is there something or are we looking too deep into it? Oh, I, oh I, I definitely think there's something. They, um, there's no doubt that Stern is all in on Insider Connected. Uh, I think the frustration has been um, not only with the community, but with, with myself personally, is just it, the length of time that it's taken for them to roll their program out fully. I think they're being incredibly meticulous about it. And I also think they are trying they are trying to be mindful that the development of this type of a platform is extremely cost prohibitive i think to develop this type of a platform and mm -hmm. and as with most things they do they want to do it the right way so i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt of all that and and just know that it is going to continue to develop and continue to get better as they go but but you know as a player and as a fan of stern it is frustrating that it's it I, i'm even surprised it's taken them this long to get to where they are today but they're getting there they're getting the app there. is coming yeah what scares what scares the crap out of me <laughs> the app is, is coming yeah is that 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 ms ms from the cto now comes from a gambling background that scares the crap out of me uh oh why because that that to me says that we are coming into a, a DLC pay to play uh -oh. strategy. And not, not that I'm against it. Um, it makes me uncomfortable. Like if we think about loot boxes and mobile gambling and gems and all this other crap, that's that terrifies me to think that that would come to to my living room. Well, especially mm -hmm. following Seth Davis joining the company after exactly. having worked with Disney Plus. Like, I, yeah. I mean, maybe not. The thing that people don't understand is that technology, the, the T in CTO, is really difficult to code and program and do correctly. Like, it's very easy to say, oh, a coil is X amount of dollars and you put it into your machine and it does these things. It's very easy to do. Technology takes a longer time because you got to have all this programming and testing. And is it fun or not? Did I waste all this time? That's right? why it's designers like are sitting toppers. on a backlog of designs. That's why coders yeah. are sweating Security trying issues. to catch up. It's because technology yeah. and coding is what takes forever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we can see that with the latest release, mm -hmm. right? So, but but what concerns me here is that that I, I feel like we're working down a path of a pay to play service, mm. which 
I mean, it depends on what it looks like and what the cost is. And are we going to look, is it going to be the Netflix of pinball? Like, give me a break. Right. So I like Netflix. I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait and see what it looks like, but you know, you're, you can have a concern without being like an asshole about it. I, I, I sort of see them too, almost like, you know, a lot of people when they get their games, they like to mod their games and add things to it. And I sort of see this as a digital mod in, in a lot of ways that, that the mod will be there. It will not take away from the original product that you purchased and, and you can participate in further enhancing and modding that game for for a fee i i think um which will knock on wood hopefully be reasonable and and um affordable for for most people so like let's just say the average mod is i don't know 100 bucks so you know if you spend that's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) and maybe i'm low there depending on the mod that you're getting right Mm -hmm. so you know uh if you had to spend another I don't know, 25, 50, 60 bucks on a amazing, you know, let's say for Rush, like a whole new catalog of songs that would integrate perfectly with your game. Would you do that? I'd be like, yes, I would do that. Mm. Heads up. Here come the tomatoes. They're gonna start <laughs> virtual tomatoes. They're going to buy the DLC to throw them at you, Craig. Yeah. No, and I know people want that, say- Craig, because you're in. You're in with Stern. Yeah. <laughs> Click the button to buy Toronto, a basket of vegetables. You're, you're a puppet. Throw it, Craig Bobby. <laughs> Uh, you know, I would love to sit down and talk with Seth Davis, the CEO, the president of the company. I wonder if he would come on the pinball show, oh, the award-winning Ooh. pinball show podcast to talk about. Oh, I'll have to reach out to Mr. Davis because I think that Stern Pinball is very cognizant uh, of what pinball enthusiasts want and don't want. I think that you see, you've seen them focus on a lot of achievements, a lot of competition-based stuff, and... Uh, so I think they're they're leaning more towards instead of jumping into DLC and just throwing it in our face, they're jumping into let's jam pack this entire platform so that at the end of the day, people are going to get all kinds of stuff for free. It's already built into their systems. They, they're going to get that all, all of that to get them into this program. And then, you know, in the future, maybe there are some perks and stuff that don't change. I, I, I think of it physically like the um, like the UV lighting kit right? Everybody threw a fit whenever that came out, but essentially you don't need that to enjoy stranger things. That game is great. But if you want that little extra, a little razzle dazzle, a little flair, then you can either pony up or, or not. Uh, I think if we do see DLC, it will be something like that. I don't think they're going to take really, really parts of a game totally and, uh, and make it DLC or, you know, subscription based games. I, I don't see it, but uh, I've been wrong before. Maybe they will make a gambling device out of this thing. That went so well in the <laughs> in the past. <laughs> uh, well, we do know that uh, code is enhancing, code is improving. James Bond 007 code update happened last week, version 0.84. That's quite a bit of jump. They were like 7-something, 0.84, and it comes with a lot of hefty additions. Thank you, Stern Pinball. Uh, and we've, we've learned a lot about those. You can go to sternpinball.com. And find all of the little details on what this code update entails. But uh, quite a bit of stuff. We're still, uh, I'm being honest here, we're, we're still a, a bit away from having this game function like any other game in your, in your lineup. We, we need some more code. So much so that courtesy of Marco Pinball, their stream, and compiled from Nap Arcade, that's where I've seen it, George Gomez is reporting that this week we're going to see another James Bond update. 
this time finally including the ability to stack modes and multiballs. Oh, now, but but Zach, I heard that they couldn't stack modes and multiballs because the right. licensor wouldn't allow them to do that because they're different movies and oh. different clips. Well, you get clicks if you say anything. So, ah! yeah. You want clicks? Yeah. Sorry, I was waving my arms. People couldn't see that. Yeah. Well, that was like I like seen like it. Kermit the Frog. It was better that they didn't, to be quite honest. But yeah, Nap Arcade also indicating that George Gomez shared on the stream that the next update, there's gonna be it's gonna get us up to about twenty modes available in this game and even more game polish. So yeah. Eee, I'm yeah. so excited. It's so finally it's, getting there. It's not the licensor thing, it's just a coding approval thing, probably. Yeah, because the coder the coder uh, the approvals person for the code over at DiJack who owns the license, they have epilepsy. Oh, this is getting deep. I've I did hear this. Apparently they have epilepsy <laughs> and, and they the, can't the details, approve those clips. The details of rumors and pinball never cease to amaze. And it may be true. This is I, my favorite. I this don't. has been my favorite group of rumors because they're so silly. They're so, that's, that's they're why so particular I love rumors. too. Yeah. They're, and they're very specific. Very specific. And uh, for those listeners who do not know, Dave, you are one of the biggest James Bond general uh, in general fans in pinball this is a dream theme for you this is this is it so i heard the rumors that steve ritchie was working on it and i'm like oh yeah my favorite designer my favorite pinball machine and then he left I'm steve ritchie left and i said i i think this is a good thing i'm so excited and then it was like oh george gomez is on it and i'm like oh, george gomez is on it this is even better he's now my new favorite designer mm-hmm. And and then it came out, and I was like, it's so expensive. Why did they do this <laughs> so to me? so expensive. <laughs> Why? The layout Why looks good, Why do you hate though? me? The layout is nice. Oh, I played it when I was in Toronto at, uh, or as we call it here in Canada, Toronto. <laughs> and I played it at Cabin Fever uh-huh. up on Bloor Street. <laughs> we say in Canada, Cabin Fever. Yes. And it is, it is a great pin. Um, unfortunately, the drop targets weren't working. Well, so I couldn't get into the actual multi-ball. Really? But I did shoot it, and it shoots really well. And I know that's a cop-out. Everybody says that. They're like, oh, well, it shoots really well. We'll see if the code gets there. (laughs) Yay. And it it actually does really shoot really well. Okay. It's like you're saying it's like buying a Tesla but not having the automatic driver feature? Yeah. Well, they don't have that either. They just tell you it's there. (laughs) Oh, I see. You're just dumb enough to buy it. (laughs) Why did you call me when you were in town? What the hell? It's because I don't like you, Craig. Oh, I, <laughs> I get that. Thing. <laughs> I can see you guys just walking down the street, uh, going to <laughs> Cabin Fever and different arcades together with just all merched out in pinball. Or I can see you, actually, I can see you both dancing. Speaking of 007, like Daniel Craig. Dancing like Daniel Craig in that Belvedere Vodka commercial. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, strutting your stuff and scooting your way into Cabin Fever to play the latest code update on Stern Pimble's James Bond. Do you guys, uh, you guys, are you guys fully connected? Oh, I'm connected. Oh. Oh, he's connected. I, I'm, I'm deep. I'm deep and down the well. Dave, what about your Tron? Is that fully connected? Like, like connected like <laughs> like like i have a subwoofer connected to it <laughs> insider connected 2022 year in review this thing is damn cool Ooh, i love yeah, it yeah so this is like the thing they do on like spotify or or instagram right yeah mm-hmm. or like youtube or for media member yeah cool yeah. like you did well here and here's who did this and here's all, here's how you suck <laughs> you suck on ball two give up now 
we didn't even know, it's kind of creepy, we didn't even know that they were compiling some of this data, but then they give it to us in a nice little package, kind of like the iPhone does for your photos, like, here's a memory of you and Grammy Sally last year, and they put the little music behind it, and you're like, oh, shit, here's an update when Grammy Sally unfortunately died of a heart attack. The yes, funeral here's was how nice. many times you were Borged last year. A good turnout. But they right did that. Right off that, that yeah. uh, in lane, right yeah. into the out lane. Here's when you drained as you're about to roll over to a billion <laughs> billion points. You seem to be getting worse at pinball. But the 2022 year in review, it was really cool because it gave you all kinds of stats on how many games you played, how many achievements uh, that you achieved, uh, like specifics on your play style. And uh, I liked it. For some reason, I, I'm a ball one kind of guy. I do best during my ball once. That's because you reset your game. That's all the exactly time. right. That was the point I was going to bring up. Yep, <laughs> that's right. Ball two drain to hell with that. Uh, so yeah, that that was really cool. I think a lot of people liked that, and it's just another little you know creative tool to see where Insider Connected is going. I still think if I'm another manufacturer, I'm worried because I'm like shit. Like the train not only has left the station, it's it's in a different country. Like, mm-hmm. There is no catching up to the connectivity that Stern Pinball is bringing, because like you guys have both said uh, publicly and here during this episode, they are all in on Insider Connected. And thus far, it has shown to be a very great thing for the entire industry. Yeah. So when I was when I was at Cabin Fever, I walked in there and I'm like, oh, I took up my phone. I brought up my Google wallet and I scanned my thing. And, and uh, I was there with Joe Cheravino from uh, Pinball Degenerates, mm-hmm. he was there because I, I liked him, so I called and told him that. Oh, that, that we so you met Joe, out. but you didn't. Jeez, no wonder yeah, Joe so. never returns my call either. <laughs> Sorry, CB. So, so he went over. He scanned his 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 gimmick, and and we had a great time. Like, uh, it, it was just automatic, right? It was like, oh, I got you. Know, oh, there we go. Do you think any man? This is crazy talk. Do you think any manufacturer would ever wave the white flag and say, you know what? Let's see if we can't partner up with Stern Pinball. Even if it's called the Stern Pinball Insider Connected, and see if we can start utilizing this platform on our own games. Do you think that no, would ever I, happen, or do you think Stern would ever even be interested? I, th- I think more people are going to pick up like Scorbit. That that's the uh, low hanging fruit. And then Scorbit yeah. is Scorbit is probably going to try to try to tilt as much as they can mm-hmm. to basically do the same thing, which they've kind of been ahead of the game so far they, have, um, they yeah. really beat stern to it and there's a lot more you know operator and connectivity stuff which is much better on scorbin mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but i think when it comes to you know they could sit back and see what works on ic connected with stern and be like okay well we could just add that and then yep. they'll do their code and add that that would assume that other manufacturers could actually produce and manufacture a game because that <laughs> yeah. would have to happen too uh, <laughs> I just I, I don't see this ever happening but I think like if I was a manufacturer wow, wow. and I know people wanted connectivity if I could strike up a deal to pay Stern Pinball to allow us to use you know that feature I, the proof is in the pudding and uh, that's all people talk about when it comes to connectivity is insider connected unless I'm just not paying attention to the the entirety of the community but that's all I hear I think, honestly, the boat has been missed by these other manufacturers personally in not hiring um, companies like, say, an American Pinball or a Stern Pinball to actually manufacture their own games. Mm. So they come up with the design, they come up with all of the stuff, and then they contract out uh, one of the, the big dogs being 
or somebody that has capacity like an American pinball or like, I actually think the pinball brothers did it perfectly with Pedretti gaming. Mm -hmm. That's, that is the way to go to free themselves of that manufacturing burden. That is for some reason, these guys hang on to this. Like somehow this is the, you know, the chalice that must not Mm. be released. It's like, dude, it happens in every other product you make. You don't own your own t-shirt factory. If you want to produce t-shirts, you go to China or you go to wherever and get someone else to make it for you. So I don't know. To me, that's just like a no-brainer. But what, what, what yeah. you know? I think that's why outsourcing your online connectivity to a score bit, as opposed to trying to do it yourself, that's the way to go. Yeah, that is the way to go. But I mean, we see Stern Pinball here. They went from uh, they went to a One Insights, had them help develop this whole thing, and damned if they didn't pull the leader there into their own company to work like. You know how important this Miss From has got to be uh, mm-hmm. to Stern Pinball and, you know, how big of a pitch they probably had to make to her to stop what she was doing for years and come over uh, as part of the group of the project that she was working on um, as a, a commissioned gig from, right? That's Yeah, well, in, in, in business in general, the three things you want to do are outsource, systemize, and delegate. So, you know, identify what you're very good at and then outsource the things you're not good at, delegate the things within your organization that you are not good at and systemize or create processes to make sure that everything is easily repeatable. And that's basically what Stern did is they, they outsourced the creation of IC. You said what was the second one was del- delegate? Was that like that? Yeah. Systemize. systemize? All right, well, I mean, it could be either de- uh, delegate, systemize, and <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite step. Okay. <laughs> outsource, systemize, and delegate. Okay. Dave delegate. Fix, are you listening? Are you taking notes? I'm, well, I'm taking uh, notes. I'm not very good at those things. <laughs> Do you think um, they offered her – okay, let's think about the perks. Free coffee. Surely they got some free coffee over there. Any uh, microwave you would want to use. Yeah. All you can play pinball. Okay, check. Okay. Think she has to share an office with anybody over there? No. Tim Sexton, is he, is he sharing off George? Yeah, well, he? there might be a new office in town once Gary, you know, Gary left. Hey, there you go. One of Gary's office is open. I know Seth Davis is off. Last time I was up there, I saw uh, the office of Seth Davis. I was like, oh my gosh, it's intimidating. <gasps> He's not in there, is he? <laughs> oh God. No, I don't want to meet him yet. I'm not, I haven't even done my hair. Have you seen Lonnie <laughs> Robb's office? I have not. I don't think anybody who's been in Lonnie Rob's office has seen Lonnie Rob's office. It's such a mess. Oh, really? I well, I know <laughs> I've never been behind the closed doors, the creative door. So I've not been in the engineer's office or anything. Yeah, there's all. no way in hell they would let you in there. Well, you know, there's discussions. <laughs> Do they let you pee? Do they let you pee in Stern? Or they're like, <laughs> you no, know what? you have to I, go to the you have to go I, down the street to I, the A and W. I have peed in Stern. <laughs> I've peed at Stern. I've peed at American Pinball. I've peed at Jersey Jack. Uh, everybody I've, pees at American peed? Pinball. That's why it smells. I've not been to. Uh, I think American Pinball had a had a custodian in there. Um, <laughs> Did a you custodial tip representative, whatever you call him? And like yeah, living in there? I've never. <laughs> sorry. Hey, <laughs> I'm in here. Uh, and then I've not been to Spooky CGC. I've not peed in. I've been in CGC, but I've not peed there. It's the janitor from Deep Root. They brought him in. <laughs> uh, where were we at? Oh, speaking of, Spooky Pinball doesn't have connectivity quite yet. 
but they've got a new game. Gameplay video of Scooby-Doo Pinball was released this last week, right leading up to the Pinball Awards. So overall, really, really good. I'd, I'd say great feedback thus far. Surprising thus far to a lot of people. And objectively, it has been able, their stream and gameplay has been able to sell games. Flipping Out Pinball is now sold out of Scooby-Doo. We're out. We don't have any more. Wow. Did you guys watch this gameplay video? I did. Yeah, I watched it. I thought it was I thought it was really good. Uh, much better than I thought it was going to be, which I think was much needed over at uh, Spooky these days coming off of um their mixed release of uh Halloween and Ultraman. It's very um, diplomatic of you, Craig. Mm. <laughs> I'll let Zach field all the hate mail for that. <laughs> Playing it safe. <laughs> I thought it looked great. You know, I, I didn't think, I thought they kept it simple. I thought the animations looked great. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how it plays in real life. But I, but I think when you see a game that is, appears to be streaming well and playing well on, um, on camera, I think that's a first great, great step that you're in, you're in for some fun when you actually get, uh, get up to it and stand over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good take. Dave, what do you think? Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> you know, the, keep it safe. When you, you know, you know when in Dumb and Dumber, mm. okay, Classic. when Harry and uh, what's the other guy's name? Lloyd. Lloyd. Lloyd, Lloyd Christmas. So, so, so you know when Harry and Lloyd are out there, and Harry sells the car, and he shows up on that little motorcycle. <laughs> And he pulls up behind Lloyd and he says, hey, Lloyd, you know. Still want to go to Aspen? I, <laughs> just when you thought you couldn't get any dumber, you go ahead and do something like this and totally redeem yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. they really drug their ass on the carpet with Halloween and Ultraman. And then they've gone and completely done the 180 and everybody's back on the bandwagon. We're all, we've all forgotten the days have passed. That's what's happening here. And even for me, I'm like, man, that looks pretty good. Not gonna (laughs) lie. Even you're like, yeah. So you're saying that that spooky pinball sold their dead bird to a blind kid. That's that's right. They reporting here. They could have added more scoops. A little disappointed in the amount of scoops. Petey didn't even have a head. And more hedges, too. I wanted a few more hedges. But I got to say, it, it you know, for a wide, quote-unquote, wide body, however they want to pretend that it's not, seems to shoot fairly quick. Seems to have a lot of really fun back and forth at upper playfield. I mean, they've... Replaced it's, it looks the great. scoops for loops. Yeah. And I and I think that that, that that is not only the best rhyme that we could have come up with, it was also the best design choice. Oh. Which also rhymes, design and rhyme. <sighs> not really. Jeez, he's hot today, though. Dave is flying. <laughs> yeah, he's he's trying. I God, I am <laughs> weaving <laughs> gold here. <laughs> You're weaving something. The witch's titty. It's because it's cold. <laughs> My take on this gameplay as expected, because I sell for this company. So B I plus. Have, I've given beep, beep, all alert. of my original <laughs> thoughts uh, to the wayside. I no longer have a soul, and I am only speaking to manipulate you, listener. And that's the only reason I'm spending time and effort to, to produce and edit this podcast. It's nothing more. Basically, my voice doesn't matter. 
So who the so, fuck cares? So Zach, in my industry, in the financial <laughs> industry, what we call you doing right now is disclosing a conflict of interest. Oh, okay. Okay, so here's well, the thing. I've been doing this for four years. Was that not already understood? But okay, go ahead. No, but so I don't know if people understand this. So people know you're a distributor. People know where okay. you come from. You frequently disclose that. Yes, yes. And it's up to the listener to actually make that decision if they believe you mm. or not, as opposed to crapping on you for being a shill. I heard this was unethical. <laughs> I was told this is unethical. I just, I've got to close down shop now. No, Jeez. you have you have made it ethical because you've disclosed it. Is there any possibility that anything I, I say <laughs> may be true? That I really but that's exactly that it, I right? Really is you, is, is I know it's I know what your motivation true. is, so now I can make that decision. Uh, do, do I believe up. Zach or not? My argument would be: How does one know what my motivation is? But that's exactly is there it. Like a, is there like a electrodes to my brain, and everybody's like, "Aha, you see, that's his intentions." No. But there's podcasters Whoa. out there Nobody that knows. have motivation that haven't disclosed their motivations. Oh. They haven't they haven't given their disclosure. Dun, dun, dun. That's what's that's what steams my clams. <laughs> <laughs> my motivation is just to tell you what I think as a pinball nerd. Can I can I do that? Perfect. Do you think people will believe me now that that is my motivation? Maybe, maybe absolutely I'm lying. not. Oh, absolutely not. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder, like, once I sell all of the said product, am I then allowed to be believed? Because I have no more perceived motivation. I'll call it perceived motivation. No, but you can always you can have bring more in the back room. That you're not telling us. Nope, non-refundable deposits. Nobody can back out. No, nope. if you do, you're going to lose two thousand dollars. Always bring up Stranger Things. That is, you're always proof positive forever. Yeah, and my shitting on Batman sixty six. I go with that one too. That's. That's not right. <laughs> I think fucking Scooby-Doo looks great. You all saw it. I seen it. Everybody said the same thing. And for all the people that were hating beforehand that didn't see the gameplay video, you, here, listen real close to the radio, everybody. Listen. Crickets. Fucking crickets. Where are you guys at that was all bashing? Well, it's not going to have any fucking cone. This thing is going to be so bare bone. You got to wait and see, wait and see. Where are you guys at now? Maybe a simple apology to Spooky Pinball would suffice but no no yeah. no no you got to watch for the pivot now zach because now now the argument is going to be that when the game arrives you're going to have to spend three days fixing it they're going to be like yeah but i'm going to have to bend all the rails again yeah it goes in waves we see when games come out no. craig knows this when games come out everybody's hot and heavy and then they no. go cold on it cold almost like a witch's titty they get t so they go cold and then they get hot again and then they get cold again so it's it's a an ebb and flow a waxing and, and a waning i think right now yeah. what that video did is it, it shot us back up that roller coaster so yes it looked good you want to know why everybody thinks it looked good because it fucking looked good uh the, there was a lot of code in it it was pretty it did look to shoot wonderfully it did look to have a lot of toys there was everybody really in there playing it was not a top 10 player yeah. They were all just like regular players and it still looked like fun. Looked like a lot of modes. There was a lot of stuff, uh, video assets. We got audio assets. We There was everything that we wanted to be in a Scooby-Doo pinball machine in, in beta form is already there. So it, yeah. I think no, it, no scrappy-doo, I'm out though. It, it hushed a lot of critics up. And for that, I'm thankful because I'm looking forward to this game like no other. I will say some of the... Oh, shit. See, now, am I allowed to say bad things? 
Or is that part mm. of the motivation or is that just not fit the argument well? What if I say bad things now? Depends if you want to. You're going to really confuse me. <laughs> okay. I don't know, sometimes sales isn't as important as being, I don't know, having fucking integrity. But okay, so the things I didn't like as much because everybody is just him hauling over how wonderful this game is. And I'm with you, but there are some things that do concern me. The, the penis locks. <laughs> that one, honestly, <laughs> my head is always in the gutter. And I just, I don't see it. I don't get it. Um, but to each their own on, on dicks there. I see boobs. Here they are. Ooh, any two circles close to each other, I'm giggling. But I didn't see the, the penis locks. No, didn't see it. What I did see is long gameplay. Those are long ball times. People love Speaking long Speaking of penis times. and long. That's right. Oh, that. That's right. <laughs> Long people. Long every game in the top time. ten is like a long ball player. Everybody loves that. You know, it's a really. They say good they point. don't. They try to pretend they don't, but they love it. That's a really good point because I've always argued if a game is released and it's too hard, it is going to be just killed in reviews until people get into that code or until code develops. But long ball times is one of the concerns I'm having um, because they they aren't top one hundred players generally speaking. Uh, and you know what, uh, maybe because of the theme, that was a smart move to make it a longer shooter because it is more family friendly, more, you know, uh, individuals, maybe not inside a pinball see Scooby-Doo. Holy crap. I want a Scooby-Doo pinball machine. Uh, but for me, I think I'm going to have to adjust some stuff and code can adjust that too. That like that middle pop-up, uh, drop target that saves the ball that can be coded differently where it's not popping up, saving the ball as much. That was one of my concerns. Uh, she's a long shooter there. Long shooter. Craig, you're older than Zach and I. You're you were more of the you were more in the zeitgeist of, of mature uh, Scooby Doo, right? He doesn't see wieners everywhere, Dave. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm only I'm only 75, so I I guess maybe 75 I am old. 75 is pretty fucking old, Craig. You wear it well. <laughs> it's because he has a hoodie on. Makes him look younger. When I was a when I was a youngster back in the day, <laughs> and I Scooby Doo came on the television, he gathered around and said, "Jesus, I like that you turned the dogs into are talking." Bill Cosby. <laughs> that was a jowl pudding. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't talk about that anymore. Is that? I thought we were talking about dicks. Yeah, yeah. but we don't. We don't. <laughs> I think it's. I'm going to go on a limb here, Zach. Uh, and you only paid me a modest amount of money to say oh, it. Oh, that's right. I Kick think backs. that this could be, could be, Spooky's best all-around game they've ever produced. Whoa! I'm going to say it. It's no hot glue. <laughs> Man, it'll we're burn gonna... you a little bit when the statement gets released. But I'm telling coming you, coming up, it's... coming up next, we're going to talk about Multimorphic's <laughs> new creative director that may have a different thing to say about uh, the best game. So you're saying better than TNA. I think overall, I think overall, because the, the theme is licensed and, um, you know, beloved in the, mm -hmm. in the, in the community, I think for the most part. Um, and so, so that right of the gate, ha they have going for it. And I think the layout while not, um, uh, I think it's very safe and and player friendly layout. So mm. I think that's going to go a long way, like you said, in the community um, to to having it more liked. Say, well, I, I don't think it's going to be as brutally playing as Rick and Morty was, which was oh God, also no. a great a great theme for them. Mm -hmm. And you're right because objectively, 
numbers don't lie. We only report the facts, and so does Spooky Pinball. They're going to be selling a lot more Scooby-Doo than any other machine they've made. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it will be the most successful game they've ever made. Now, the perceptions of the enthusiast, uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But, yeah, it's going to be one of their top ones, and they, they know that. I was impressed with how much is... Uh, how much is already coded in another negative. Uh, why am I doing this? Another negative that I have is the animations while fantastic. You can tell they're going to need polish because some of the tracking of the text uh, was bugging me because they just, it needs more precision in the text or visual tracking system that they have built in. So you'll th- see things like, uh, when Fred finds a clue and the door slams and then the clue follows the scene, the, the text follows the scene, it's it's laggy and it's it just needs cleaned up. So there are some animation cleanups that do kind of remind me not even close as bad as Halloween or Ultraman, but there are quite a few uh, quite a few animation pieces that I've I'd love to see worked and they haven't even shipped yet, so I'm good with that. So a couple pretty big negatives for me, but. I can't wait to get my hands on this thing because it is screaming the theme that I do love. Good for you. (laughs) Balance. Balance. Oh, speaking of uh, something something good for all of us. That was a terrible, terrible segue. (sighs) I'm trying. I'm trying. Exclusive. The Pinball Awards had something very exclusive. The announcement during the broadcast, the Pinball Awards, Given by Spooky Pinball, they allowed us to announce that all buyers of the Scooby-Doo CE model are going to be receiving even more stuff. That is a custom pin gulp as a thank you to the customers and for the community for making this game a certified hit and a success. First off, that's freaking awesome that they're Mm -hmm. giving all of the buyers just something else. Like, what was it, a couple of releases ago? They're like, yeah, everybody gets a free topper. Now they're like, not only to get the free topper, but now, yeah, everybody gets a free custom pingo. That was really nice. And number two, nicely done, Spooky Pinball, for having the amount of support, not even having a game in line uh, or eligible for the Pinball Awards. They still said, you know what? We still want to give you some reveal information because we do believe in what you're doing at the Pinball Awards and how you're making it kind of like the, the Game Awards, doing some reveals and stuff, and we want to be the first to offer that to you guys to build each and every year for manufacturers. So I cannot say thank you enough to, uh, to spooky pinball for doing that. They really, they really stepped up. We'll get into it in the, in the, yeah, is that like giving, um, like car mats when you buy a car and they give you throw in th- free car mats. Is that kind of like that, what that's like? Yeah, but that true coat, <laughs> <laughs> like car, like what? I have to pay for car mats. What are you guys oh, doing? Right. Yeah. Well, you have to have that clear coat, that undercarriage, <laughs> that undercarriage pa- protection package. Now, here's something more negative. I do appreciate the sentiment that they are giving out pin gulps. I, I don't like pin gulps. It won't go on my game. <laughs> I, I just, I don't understand them. I don't like them. You always are you scared of like knee. bumping it with your leg? I just don't like visually the looks of them, and I don't mm. put drinks there. I don't know. I just don't like what? them. What? I, I'm Where do you put like your that. drinks? I, because I'm like shaking and then I have a really full drink and then it sloshes and I'm like, oh man, all over my yeah, LE, and, and, what and, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get you, I totally get you there. Yeah, I don't know, I just never, never done it for me. But you could sell it on Pinside as the exclusive CE. I wonder if Multimorphic is giving out custom pin gulps for their next release because I hear that they have a new creative director for their next module. 
That segue wasn't too bad, right, Dave? That was much better. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Scott Denisi, speaking of spooky pinball, is going to be the next creative director for the next physical module of Multimorphic's P3 gaming system. What do you guys think about Scott Denisi producing and uh, essentially designing another game? I'm I'm happy for Scott. I I really I really think he is an awesome. What part a strong of the take! What are you going to say? You're not happy for the guy? <laughs> no, but his damn he, that Scott. He, he's accessible. <laughs> he he doesn't have a whole lot of BS when he talks. Like you feel like you're you're actually talking you're to, to the individual. There's no spin. <laughs> um, but I gotta say, let's let's take a wait and see approach and see like what level of creative directing he can get because. I was incredibly disappointed in in Rick and Morty. Mm. Incredibly disappointed. Wow. Why? I love that. It game. just it's it's like nobody at Spooky said no. Right? Like that whole left <laughs> side of that pinball machine, nobody said, no, 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 no. We gotta open that shot up. Or no, no, we gotta lower that ramp down a little bit. Like nobody said no. They're just like, yeah, let's get her. Hell yeah. Let's give her. That's a great and they, idea. And 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 it just and and all of those parts, you know, as as the as the creator of that game, you know, Scott's got to take some responsibility for that. Like it was, it's a good game. It's just after after Total Nuclear Annihilation, it's just it. Wow, it's a little disappointing. Okay, so he has a lot to prove in your eyes. I I think so, and I and I don't mean that as a negative thing, right? You can't you can't be an amazing designer at everything you do all the time. Um, and I don't know if. Keith all the details beer. as to what happened and why things ended up the way they were and what his motivation was. And if, if he's disappointed in the game, but people still, you know, bring him on podcasts and talk about TNA and not Rick and Morty. So hmm. I think that he has less that he has to work with, right? Less real estate mm-hmm. design that back. And, third. and interestingly enough in, in his, um, in his interview with uh, Jason from the Pinball Party podcast, oh, done on uh, TPN, mm-hmm. he actually spoke about the fact that the biggest difference is that he's going to have a dedicated engineer to work with That's at true. Multimorphic, where he didn't at Spooky. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, you know, there's a big, significant difference as to maybe why Rick and Morty was a little disappointing. And he did sound excited about that. Yeah, legitimately, and and I think. Like I said, great access, candid, straight up. And I think that that's the the exciting part. The other thing is, I think it's exciting that somebody who's had some experience in both extreme success and lukewarm success is now working with somebody and a team behind him that's going to give him, I think, the tools that he needs to go even better in the next round. Well, he's Mr. Technology, too. He likes that stuff, so... What yeah. better way than the platform that the P3 offers? The award-winning P3 platform. That is very true. <laughs> on the Pinball Party Podcast, <laughs> exclusively on the Pinball Network. Hey, keep rolling your eyes, people. Uh, figure it out. Jason talked with Scott Denisi about a lot of things. You guys have to go listen to that. That was good because those two became like uber audio nerds and... They were just like sitting crisscross applesauce and just like, oh my God, oh my God, check out this, check out this word that I don't know. Check out Have this you done one. compression? Yeah. Have you done compression on the yeah. higher level? They were having compression gas. <laughs> they were talking about check all out the my beats soundboard. per minute. That's right. I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll tap and then I'll slow the beats per minute down in the tapping. And I'm like, what the hell are they talking I know. about? They were like, but I couldn't turn it off. They were four to five centimeters dilated. A compression is coming. 
compression is coming. <laughs> hold tight. Hold my hand. I don't. I don't think that's how that works. Over compressed. Oh, I don't care. I still love it. I. It was more it drugs. Was Give me more drugs. <laughs> Uh, they also talked about Scott Denisi on this next game for P3. He created all the audio for the game as well. Ooh, kind of slipped How could you not? He's everywhere. How could you not? He's amazing. He's I, absolutely amazing at that. And you could tell he has the passion for it. I yeah. think that, uh, I don't know. My, 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 uh, I'm, I'm licking my lips here about a P3 because I, lo- I love TNA and I own Rick and Morty. I prefer Rick and Morty over TNA. Call me crazy. You're crazy. Hashtag theme matters. Code matters. I like the code better too. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, maybe this is what gives me over the edge. It's going to have to have a theme that I like. Do you think it'll have a licensed theme? I think they Absolutely. said that they're license, licensing this next one. Yeah, I'm, I'm Boy, really if they interested. don't, I think they really missed it, unfortunately. Really but, but I'd be surprised if they didn't. Will it finally be enough for me to overlook the feel of that game? Hmm. I like that uh, I was listening to the the pinball party, and I gotta say, shout out to Jason as he and Scott created like, or I guess he created this remix. Scott was okay with it, like this collaboration of a total nuclear annihilation that the score, the song, and Jason put his own rock elements into it, and it was phenomenal. It has an electric guitar in it now. I couldn't. I've listened to it at least ten times. Uh, it left me stimulated. I am so <laughs> not talented in any way. Like Semi-chub. it is absolutely amazing when you get those individuals like that together and they can just sort of do that stuff. And you're like, man, right. I'm never going to do that eating chips on my couch. <laughs> right? It was so good. Well, what do you mean you're not talented? Wait a minute. During this year's pinball awards, you guys were honored with a top three podcast designation. That's a lot of talent. All I have to do is beat Joel. <laughs> You did, but that's how I measure all success in my life. I'm just happy to finish Vikings Valhalla on Netflix, you know, (laughs) and I think that's an accomplishment. You got through it. (laughs) Was there a struggle midway through the season there? (laughs) It was a little. Drug a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I've I've really gone deep on the Viking world. I've seen too much now, I think. I've got too much Vikings. Has it made you Nordic? Are you feeling? (laughs) I'm feeling like. Are you feeling Nordy? Yeah. Saltwater flying through your face. I've got You're this ready? craving for like pickled fish and just yes. seaweed. I don't know. Just watch The Witcher. Man, The Witcher's good. <laughs> I'm so sad to hear that they're getting rid of, uh, what's his name for The Witcher? Season three. Henry Cavill? Yeah. You can't replace him. No. He is The Witcher. He is The Witcher. <sighs> God, first screwed over by DC, now this. What's going on? It's too much. I think he was actually screwed over first by Witcher, then by DC, but whatever. (laughs) Can we pee? Can we take a pee break? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. See you in two. Well, that's it for part one of the Pinball Show, episode 122. Make sure to check out part two as we dive into the Pinball Awards, the the behind-the-scenes actions, and what really went on offstage, celebrity feedback from the event, and yeah, your favorite part, Pinball Market Trends. Yeah, it's a doozy this week. It's a gold one this week. It's good. It's good stuff. Check it out. Click on it.